1: Drive show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre, proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, yeah, a very good afternoon, early afternoon. Right. And welcome to uh, the early drive show down. with Peter Vlahos on this Monday, day. and it is the final. Drive program for now. Tomorrow, we'll return to 5 o'clock and it will be rebranded as Sports Day. So looking forward to that. And we've got a few surprises with the all-new Sports Day tomorrow from 5 o'clock and it commences, of course, on Melbourne Cup Day. What have you got planned for tomorrow? Anything exciting? Just walking into the studio complex here at Optus Stadium where SENWA is based. Of course, just a stone throw is the Campfield, and they are certainly preparing themselves for what promises to be a big Melbourne Cup day tomorrow. There'll be hundreds of people around this precinct tomorrow and I gather tomorrow afternoon for a lot of people be a case of uh, enjoying the Melbourne Cup festivities uh, and maybe catching up with friends and and just having a good time and good luck with your selection in the Melbourne Cup tomorrow. By the way, Jared Waitley will call the Cup for SEN. And he did a phantom call a bit earlier today that he recorded, and we'll play that a bit later on as well. We'll also pay tribute to what was a fantastic career. Uh, Ebony Antonio. of course, pulled the Boots off yesterday for the final time in Fremantle's victory over Hawthorne. Juddy, as she's affectionately known. You'll hear from Trent Cooper, the coach of the AFLW Dockers. And Ebony also kicked a, a couple of great goals yesterday. So we'll feature that as well. Plus, we'll look ahead to the ICC World Cup T20 match tonight. Australia take on Ireland. Had the privilege last night of calling the match between India and South Africa here at Optus Stadium. And the South Africans did well in the end after having their backs to the wall to get over the line and now seats top of Group 2, uh, undefeated with two wins and one no result, India dropping their first game of the tournament. We'll come back to that a bit later on. But let's uh, talk about the more present. And there's been some news regarding the Perth Glory. They were beaten 2-1 by Adelaide yesterday. Adelaide recording their first win in this A-League season. A lot of conjecture. Officially, Bruno Fornaroli has again got together with uh, former Perth Glory coach in Tony Popovich. He signed with Melbourne Victory after what was seemingly a pretty messy situation last week. And I thought I'd get on inaugural Perth Glory coach, former Soccero captain in Gary Morocchi on the program just to decipher where things are at. Gary,
0: thanks for your time. Yeah, how are you going, Peter? Uh, Yeah, not good news for the glory when you lose probably, you know, an Australian international. Um, But, obviously, the club's got to move forward. How do things like this happen, Gary? Now, you've been involved in
1: football a long time. Uh, Clearly, there was some sort of problem between Fornaroli, possibly the coach, and where the coach wanted to take take the team. This happens, it's not an isolated case. It can happen quite frequently in various sporting clubs when, of course, the player seemingly doesn't get what he wants.
0: It's quite interesting, Peter. I don't know if if the listeners know the the history, but uh, Bruno also had an issue at Melbourne City when they had the English coach at the time, and uh, the the coach obviously um, didn't see Bruno fitting into the way that he wanted the, the team to play, and he was left on the outer, and that's when he then came to Perth Glory. So... It's you know a couple of years later um the same thing's happened here with a new coach that uh bruno's uh not the flavor of the month, and they've you know he's moved on but you know it's very interesting that you know they've not been able to score too many goals and he's a proven goal scorer uh but maybe he doesn't play the way that uh the new coach wants the team to play but mm. it's interesting peter uh you know. You know, a couple of months back, he played. Well, you know, he did play for the Socceroos, uh, or he was selected in the Socceroos. And about ten months later, he's without a club. Or, he, from what I gather, he has signed with Melbourne Victory now. And that's Tony Popovich uh, had him here at Perth Glory, and he did very well. So it's a bit sad to see him go because he's technically a very gifted player. He does things that a lot of players, you know, can't do. But obviously, for some coaches, he doesn't, you know, uh, mm. fit the you know, fit the bill the way they want to play. But uh, you know, yesterday I watched the game again yesterday, and uh, you know, virtually struggling, uh, you know, for ideas to get creative opportunities up front, and yeah, you know, they certainly got to obviously fix that very quickly.
1: Reportedly, they are now looking at the January transfer window to maybe try and bring an out-and-out striker. Now, I heard uh, they may be targeting somebody from overseas. I've got no inkling who it could possibly be. The head of recruitment, Andy Keogh, and no doubt the coaching staff would need to get someone in to cover Fornaroli. Going back to Bruno Fornaroli, 35 years of age, and there's been a couple of reports. One was The fact that he could score 15 goals again this season, it would trigger a new contract. Uh, He may have been unhappy with that, the fact that he was being left out of the side. Was it a way to make sure that they wouldn't be able to trigger another contract? Uh, The other thing is Bruno may have gone to the board suggesting he wanted a long-term deal at Perth Glory. Uh, Your thoughts on that? And in the end, he's 35 years old. It'd be fair to say probably his best football's behind him, Gary. Could it be a blessing in disguise for the glory if they can pick up somebody that can offer a bit more than the ageing Uruguayan? Oh,
0: I, I think you, yeah, you've always got to weigh those up, Peter, and I don't know what sort of salary he's on, but if he's on a... I heard it was about a million dollars a year. Well, if he's on that sort of money, Peter, um, then I think uh, at 35, um, I don't think he's indispensable. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, coming back on that, you know, what I couldn't come to understand was the statement made a cup, uh, I think it was last week, where we've brought in 15 new players uh, since last year, and we're looking to bring in more players in the next few transfer windows. So um, I, I was a little bit taken back by that comment. Does that mean that the players that he's brought in aren't good enough? to see the club down in the in the long run. Mm, uh, it mm. was very, oh, I thought that was a very strange comment. Uh, didn't give the players that he's actually brought in a lot of confidence. Mm. But uh, They certainly need to... Sc- you know, if you don't score goals, Peter, you don't win games. That's uh, priority number one. And they need to bring someone in, but they also need to get someone who can actually lay the ball onto these players. And, you know, Castro's no longer here with us and uh, they haven't replaced... Castro. I don't think the um, the Irish boy, um, you know, is anywhere near to the level of Castro. The Tunisian boy on the left is no nowhere near Castro's ability. So, you know, the, the foreigners that have come in, uh, you know, are not really going uh, to set the world on fire. You know, even the Israeli uh, centre forward, he comes from the third division in Israel. So, um, you know, obviously, um, you know. He's not at that high a level of play that uh, we should be attracting them into our league but um, he's found his way to Perth glory. When you look at the results they've
1: lost three out of the four and all three losses have been just by the solitary goal, whether it be 1-0 or, or the situation yesterday you know, 2-1 which has occurred a couple of times and of course they beat the Central Coast Mariners to record their first win of the season. What does that say? Does that say that they're not far away uh, maybe defensively they're a lot better than they were because they leaked a lot of goals over the last couple of seasons how do you see them defensively in can they build defensively going forward to maybe turn things around, particularly when they come
0: home? Well, they've they've changed the whole structure, Peter. Um, yeah, but I watched yesterday's game and uh, I thought two-one actually, you know, was uh, probably flattered to glory because um, you know Adelaide created quite a few chances and they missed a few. You know, Glory had a second chance that could have gone two-one up, but. Sorry, I think could have been the equaliser, but from the ricochet from Colley's free kick. Uh, but other than that, they didn't really threaten with uh, many uh, creative uh, opportunities uh, for their strikers to score goals. And, you know, Goodwin missed a fairly simple opportunity uh, that could, would have went 3-1 and they were really, you know, firing at the time. And But I looked in open play and uh, Adelaide seemed to be playing a lot more fluidly than what Glory worked. And, you know, there's some players I think that really, you know, need to look at themselves. I mean, I can't, you know, uh, Mustafa Amini was made captain of the club and now all of a sudden, is, is he injured or mm-hmm. is he, um, it didn't seem to, there's nothing seems to have been written about that. And, you know, it, you know it's strange that your captain is uh, not playing and, you know, there's nothing, that you know, when you look at the reports that doesn't say he's on the injury list or anything. So, uh, it's a bit strange, but look, the season's very early, and you know the players will take time to gel. But I don't see a lot uh, happening where you know it gives me confidence that they're going to finish in the top three or four. Yeah, saying that we've got the World Cup not far away, and
1: it's going to be a break for the A League for a good month as the World Cup gets underway. It might be a blessing in disguise in some ways for the Glory because they can reassess. Uh, it could work in their favour. That's the first question. Could it work in their favour? And secondly, what about this World Cup that's now on our doorstep?
0: Well, it'll be interesting, Peter. But uh, look, you know, maybe it'll give Glory a couple of weeks uh, to uh, regroup. But, you know, they're not going to be able to play uh, games against high-level opposition unless they then travel interstate, uh, which obviously then becomes a cost burden. But uh, look, it'll give them a bit of time for some of the players who are injured to come back and get themselves in a good fitness level. But uh, look, I think it's still going to be a long season for them. And uh, but you know, for the hope sake of the game here, the light, you know, we, we really want to be seeing them pushing for a top four berth because you know the the coverage that the game is getting here from the media is very you know is very little, and um, we need to you know improve that. And the only way we're going to improve that is the team's got to start winning regularly. Mm. But getting back to the World Cup, Peter, I think that's going to be a fantastic uh, event. Going to be watched by uh, many people, and I I know we have got some good um, time slots uh, uh, this year. Um, look, yeah, uh, you know, any World Cup, Peter, uh, there will be an emergence of a new star, and I'm certainly looking forward to when uh, Australia play France and seeing how uh, Kylian Mbappé goes. And yeah, uh, you know, he's you know he's playing at a very high level, and uh, you know Australia's going to be up you know in a lot of trouble trying to. hold him back. But, uh, you know, it's great to see the game being played at that level. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't come around very often every four years. You know, I've been to quite a few of the World Cups and uh, fantastic spectacles, even for the public that go, Peter, the fan zones and all that. It's it's similar, probably a little bit better than uh, watching the AFL uh, when they have the Friday um, parade. Yeah, every day in a World Cup game, it's like fanat- all the supporters. Are- you get about 50,000 supporters in the in the fan zone. And it- it's fantastic. The atmosphere is electric.
1: Mm, no, nah, it's fan- it's a great event. It really is. And, of course, we'll get a bit of that when the FIFA Women's World Cup comes here next year as well. Gary, thanks for your time. We'll keep in touch. And, of course, when the glory come back yeah. to Perth, we might be together doing a few of the home games yeah, here from when, Macedonia Park, yeah, which will be interesting <laughs> yeah, when they come back. <laughs> when they come back. Good on well, you, Gary. Thanks a lot. All the best. Have a good All day, best. mate. Good on you. Uh, 16 past one, Gary Morocchi, the inaugural Perth Glory coach, just a siphoning what's happened at the club over the last week. Uh, 2-1, they went down yesterday in uh, the match uh, at Cooper Stadium, which was uh, formerly known as as Hindmarsh Stadium. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and look at the ICC T20 World Cup and Head of Australia taking on Ireland. And you'll hear it broadcast right here on the SEN Network from around about 4 o'clock this afternoon. Hence, while we've got uh, an early drive show with Peter Vlahos coming up at 1 o'clock and at 2 o'clock, it'll be Hayes and Mardo with the run home between 2 and 4 and then we'll get into the live cricket coverage of Australia taking on Ireland. We're still here for Tool Mart, the complete tool centre, where you'll always get the right tool from the start. Stay with us. If you'd like to join us on the Tempera Chair text line, you can. 0487 736 736, or the Scarborough Toyota open line 1312 55. It's 17 past one.